What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi guys, welcome back to Not Your Typical with me, Not Your Typical fitness lover, Caitlin Nolan. This is episode seven and today's episode is going to be a solo episode. I just like love putting out solo episodes because I don't know, I just feel like you guys get me and with this podcast, we've just like come very close and I don't know, every time I put a solo episode out, I always get a bunch of messages from you guys and it just honestly feels like I'm talking on FaceTime with my friends. So it's exactly what I needed. It's actually Saturday when I'm recording this and I honestly love that because the weekends for me are a little bit more chill than the weekdays. Like I try and finish all my work during the week. I say that, but I'm recording a podcast right now. But for me, I try and get like more of like my computer stuff done during the week and then I obviously like film and stuff on the weekends but I keep like the fun things like filming recording a podcast for the weekend so that's kind of what I do so I love that we're in just like a chill relaxed mood for today's episode and the topic is going to be how to glow up in 2022 because if you've been keeping up to date with any of my platforms you know that I've kind of struggled for the past two years. I think a lot of people have just ever since March 2020. I would say that's kind of when everything went the way that we didn't really want them to. And there's just so many things that have happened since then and so many struggles. And within the past two months, I'd say I started to change my life again. It's funny because a lot of you guys have been keeping up with my podcast and my channel for a while. So you definitely know that I've already had a fitness transformation, a huge like turning point in my life. And that was in 2019. So it's weird to be like, oh, I just changed my life again because normally people think there's just like one time in your life where you like make a change. But in my opinion, there's just going to be multiple turning points in life. And I'm definitely at that point right now or at least the past two months, like I feel like I hit another turning point just because I did struggle so much in the past two years and I finally kind of feel like free from that. And yeah, I don't want to like go much into why I was struggling in those two years because obviously I want to keep this podcast and just all of my content uplifting. Like I never want you guys to come to any of my pages and feel negative. So I'd rather just focus on the positives and with doing that, I feel like it is helping me get out of it anyway. Like instead of dwelling on what isn't working and what isn't going right, I'd rather focus on what I'm doing to grow, glow up and have that like second turning point in my life. So I want to share all of that with you guys today, but I want to get into our first segment. I have a really good one today, so I'm excited. 
If you guys are new to my podcast, I always do one segment at the beginning called Not Your Typical Opinion or Obsession of the Week. And this week, my not-so-typical obsession is having three separate journals. And I know that that probably sounds excessive to a lot of people, but if you are into stationary stuff and journaling, you probably or like could possibly understand why I would say this. But I've been trying to separate like my thoughts pretty much. So I have one journal for business. So that's like all my YouTube ideas, all my podcast ideas. Anytime I like take a meeting or anything like that, I'm writing in that journal. And then I have a journal for like mind dump or journal prompts, which you guys know at the end of my podcast, I always do like journal prompts. So that's what I use like that journal for. And then I also have my planner, which I definitely consider planning journaling for me. It's like super, super relaxing to write out like my to-do list and just things like that. So I've been loving having three separate planner or not planners, three separate journals and it's just life-changing. I think I was watching a Lauren Elizabeth YouTube video. If you guys don't know who that is, she's a huge YouTuber and she had that in her video and I was like, why do I have one journal for literally everything? And it's like a messy way I feel like to keep track of your thoughts. So I started doing that this past week and I love it so much and I'm going to continue to do that. I'll let you guys know like as I do it longer if it's still working but as of right now I like love it so that's my not so typical obsession of the week. My word of the week this week is going to be organized which which kind of goes off of having those three journals and like separating all of my thoughts. Also just like actually physically like organizing my clothes, selling my stuff on Poshmark, decluttering, organizing my fridge, organizing my pantry. There's actually a lot of different like things I want to buy to help me organize and stuff. Maybe I'll do like a separate YouTube video or something like that in the upcoming weeks because I don't know. I just feel so much better when things are organized. I feel like maybe that's like the type A personality in me that just like loves everything to have a place and With that, I also want to declutter. Like, that's going to be another word of the week, actually. I'm going to do organize and declutter this week. I was, like, looking through my closet last night when I was cleaning my room. I got, like, a random spurt of energy at, like, 8 p.m. to clean my entire room. Hunter, like, walked in. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, um, getting rid of my whole life. But... Yeah, it was just very overwhelming. I have so much clothes. I feel like it's so much easier to be like stress-free and anxiety-free if you're living in like a more organized and like minimal space. That's just my opinion and I'm excited to organize more this week. I already kind of started at the end of last week and then like I said last night I got that random spurt of energy. So yeah, I'm going to carry that into the next week. You guys should do that too. If you guys have time this week, just take like one day to declutter, organize. It's kind of like my reset. I feel like for 2022, I didn't really do anything like cleaning wise reset. And yeah, I just feel like decluttering and organizing is definitely a way to glow up mentally and just have like that de-stressed feeling. I feel like it'll fit in really well to just the lifestyle I've been creating the past couple of months. But let's get into the bulk of the episode, which is really just how I've glowed up in the past two months. And when I say glow up, like I don't mean appearance wise, like I'm not saying like, oh, I went and got my hair done. I got my nails done. Like those are definitely ways to glow up in like a confidence way and just like feel put together. But I mean like literal habits that have helped me do a 180 again in my life and I'm not even just talking about like fitness and health habits like 
there are a few of those that I'm going to talk about in this episode because I think everything and wellness is just so many things in your life put together. But like I said, I'm not going to only focus on like health and fitness because I feel like when you have a well-rounded routine that is also focusing on like a nighttime routine, decluttering, all of those areas will like ultimately help your fitness and wellness journey anyway. So yeah, I really just like sat down and thought about the things I really did do to change the past two months that kind of pulled me out of that rut. And even if you're listening and you don't feel like you are in a rut, like a rut is definitely a broad term. And I actually posted something about it this week and I actually got a lot of questions asking what a rut was and I'll try and give the best of like my definition for it. I don't know if this is like a technical definition, so don't quote me, but I would say just like a rut is feeling low. Like I know that's super broad, but that can be mentally, that can be physically, that can be the relationships in your life, just a lot of things that play into feeling low. I would consider that a rut. So for me, like the past two years, I definitely was in like that rut feeling and I was waking up, I was feeling unmotivated. Of course, I had like spurts of motivation or moments of happiness and not every single day and every single second was horrible. Of course not, I'm not saying that, but overall, like collectively, I felt like I was just in a rut and I knew I was in it too. And I'm definitely a type of person who cares about my well-being, my physical well-being, just everything. You guys know that, of course, by now. So I was definitely doing things that I thought were like helping me or I was trying my hardest to get out of the rut, but we just can't control 100% of our lives. So obviously there was just things that were happening in my life and like personal life offline that were contributing to me feeling that way. So yes, I've always been like trying and putting my best effort forward to get out of the rut, but at the end of the day, life happens. You know, we've all been through things that we can't control. So, I just want to share the things that I have been focusing on to help me pull myself out of that rut. And another thing too, before I get into it, is just kind of like, I think it's always a good idea to analyze your life and and just be aware of what in your life is causing like more stress or making you feel sad, you know, like pay attention to the way that you feel when you do things, when you see people, when you're scrolling. Those are all the things that are going to contribute to that like rut feeling. So if you really want to get out of it, you just have to be disciplined with yourself. And if you notice something is like tearing you down, like you have to remove yourself from that situation. Like you deserve to be happy and you deserve to not feel that way. So I feel like you just have to respect yourself and have that discipline to step away. So that's definitely something I've been working on. And obviously, like, not everything in your life you can just step away from. I definitely know that. But I'm going to get into all the things that have helped me glow up in 2022. And yeah, I can just say that I'm at such a good place and I want to help you guys get to the same place. So I need to just get into it. So I feel like I always talk about, like, challenging yourself And this one actually does have to specifically do with the gym. I feel like lately in my workouts, I've been actually killing them and walking away feeling exhausted pretty much. Obviously not to like the point of like physical pain or unwellness, but 
I feel like last year, like when I was in that rut, I wasn't really going 100% at the gym. I was kind of just showing up and going through the motions. And there's obviously nothing wrong with that. Like if you get to the gym, that is one huge piece of the entire puzzle. And taking that first step and just showing up for yourself and getting in the gym is so important. So if you do just show up and you feel like you don't crush it at the gym, just know you are still doing an amazing job and there's days where I still do that but I'm just saying that I've made an effort to try at least just try to push myself a little bit harder and I'll give you guys a specific example I do a lot of like follow along workouts I just love them I love the energy I always will like look up YouTube videos or use a different app things like that to do follow along workouts and I used to always like get halfway through the workout and just like turn it off and just like go home or grab like lower weights than I know that I can actually handle and I was just not really pushing myself which again is fine some days and not every single day you're going to go to the gym and kill your workout but something I've been focusing on is just fully paying attention to my workout when I'm at the gym showing up with a purpose pushing myself I've just seen such better results when I'm actually mindful of that Whereas sometimes I would go to the gym and I'd be watching a YouTube video, which is fine. Obviously, I still do that. Like, I walk on the treadmill, watch a YouTube video, or put on a podcast. But then I feel like I wasn't being mindful about it. So I would be more into the YouTube video than I was my workout. Or I'd like want to go home and finish a workout and not stay longer. You know what I'm saying? So I've just noticed that there's a big difference with being mindful of actually like pushing yourself and challenging yourself. I think it's so important to challenge yourself and to continue to progress and grow. So that's the number one thing I feel like has made such a really big difference in glowing up. And that one's obviously more like fitness related, but I just feel like it's helped so much. Okay, the second one you're going to kill me for saying because everyone talks about it. Everyone says that they do it everyone acts like it's like the magic potion but it honestly is and that's staying hydrated which you're literally going to kill me I already can like feel it in your guys' faces right now but it's such a simple thing to say but it makes such a big difference and I love things like that like I would way rather focus on a habit that's easy like drinking water when I know that gives like a huge result rather than like something that takes so much like energy out of me and stuff like that so it's actually a good thing that I'm saying this something that has really really helped me drink more water is one having like a huge water bottle that way I don't have to like keep filling it up I realize on the days where my water bottle is like in the dishwasher and I have to continue to like fill up a glass of water I drink significantly less also because like if I'm leaving the apartment and I can't like bring my glass of water with me I will like not drink water if I'm out and about And I've just found that having a reusable water bottle that's like big and large is game changer. You guys have to get one. The one that I'm obsessed with is from Amazon and it's just like super simple. It's kind of annoying to carry around, but the benefit of drinking water is 100% worth it. It makes my skin glow. It makes my energy so much better. I feel like I'm more awake. I just feel a hundred times better when I'm drinking water. I don't have an exact number that I like try to hit. I'm just really not a numbers person. I find that when I focus on a number, I don't really feel, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I just don't, almost like I don't feel like I've achieved enough if I don't hit that number. Like I could be right under it 
and feel like I didn't do enough. So just numbers aren't really something I focus on. Obviously, everyone's different. I always talk about that. So if a number thing helps you, definitely do it. For me, I just try to drink consistently throughout the entire day. So I try not to like forget in the morning and then just be like drinking water all night to make up for it. I'd rather just like slowly drink water all day long. So that's something I always focus on, like at least having water every hour of the day that I'm awake. So that's number two. The third one is actually not even bringing my phone in my bedroom past 9 p.m. I know obviously like if you wake up to an alarm clock, this wouldn't be possible, but maybe just like not bringing it into your bed. I find that if it's not like right next to me, I actually don't care. But if it is right next to me, then I'm way more likely to just grab it or like be thinking in the back of my head like, oh, I could be scrolling on TikTok laughing right now. So I haven't even been bringing my phone into my bedroom and I don't wake up to an alarm. I wake up to my dog. So it doesn't really affect me at all in that way. But there's honestly no better feeling than leaving my bedroom in the morning and seeing my phone where I left it at 9 p.m. the night before. I feel like it's helped me so much to one, fall asleep and two, have my bedroom be like more of like a relaxation zone. I have heard this before where it's like if you do work where you sleep and you eat where you sleep and there's just not a lot of like separation I think it's like harder for you to like be in a separate mindset so for me I'm really trying to keep like my bedroom just more like relaxing because I'm the type of person that just cannot fall right asleep and sleep is so important I think a lot of people also forget that like sleep is just such a huge huge factor in living a healthy lifestyle It helps with stress, obviously tiredness, energy. I think it helps me pay attention more. And I really, really like to fall asleep at the same time every night and wake up every single day at the same time. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is definitely a habit that I didn't always do. And looking back at the two years that I was in a rut, I had zero sleep schedule. I went to bed at a different time every night because I'd be scrolling on social media or like watching a YouTube video and just like always falling asleep at a random hour. And then also like sleeping in some days, waking up early some days. And obviously like sleeping in is fine. And some days I do that. Like today I slept in till eight and normally I wake up at seven, like not a big deal. Um, But I found that having a sleep schedule the majority of the time has helped me with just like feeling more structured. I feel like my body just like loves that more. So yeah, not bringing my phone into the bedroom at night has helped me fall asleep faster. And it's a habit that I love, love, love that I started doing. The next one is going on a walk every single day and also listening to a podcast during the walks. I think that podcasts are so motivating. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably also love podcasts. There's just something about it that is so much better, I feel like, than like a YouTube video or a TikTok. I feel like you leave a podcast feeling inspired or you've learned something or you feel like you've caught up with a friend. Like, I just think it's so much more satisfying 
than any other platform and even like listening to music I am a huge music person and I still prefer podcasts so every single day I go on a walk and I if my headphones are not dead I will listen to a podcast and again I'm not a numbers person so I'd love to be able to say like how many steps I do a day so that you guys had like an idea but I literally have no clue because one I don't wear a like Apple watch I know there's like an app on your phone I think that you can like check and see how many steps you've done but I just don't look at anything like that again because I would hate to only walk like 7k steps a day and feel like I didn't accomplish anything because I didn't hit like 10k or something where like I still walked 7k and that's still like a huge accomplishment. I don't know if you guys can kind of tell a pattern with the way that I live my lifestyle is I just want to do as best as I can and anything is better than nothing so that's another reason like I don't aim for 10k steps a day obviously if I do 10k steps a day that's amazing and I've heard that that's like a good number to aim towards but again like I just move my body and I listen to my body and I try and just go on one walk a day sometimes I even go on two walks because Hunter likes to get off work sometimes I go on a walk so if I can get two in then I've like really really achieved something that day so I love that. My sixth habit is actually having one set day a week as my reset day. And by reset, I mean a few different things. I feel like everyone kind of has a different definition of like what their reset would be. For me, it's one cleaning. I want to go to bed and literally feel like I'm like living in a hotel. I want the bed to be clean. I want my bathroom sinks to be washed down, my tub to be washed down, the kitchen to be clean, dishes are done laundry going. I definitely don't finish all of my laundry in one day. I feel like I change my outfit like 50 times a day, but that's a whole nother topic for a different day. But having one reset day has really, really helped me just prepare for the week. I do it on Sundays. I feel like a lot of people do it on Sundays. I actually love to work out on my reset day. I don't have like a specific day of the week where I take a rest day. I kind of just like listen to my body and honestly, I go off of like what my hair looks like. If I have to wash my hair that day, I will work out. And if I just washed it and did it, usually I'll take that as a rest day because I want my hair to look cute for a couple days. So like today, it's Saturday. I didn't work out. It definitely could have. Like my body wasn't that tired, but I washed my hair last night, so I didn't want to. I will probably work out tomorrow on my reset day but you guys get the point. I just kind of like go with the flow. That's something I've mentioned before. I love fitness and I love like fitting it into my life, but I never ever let it control my life. Also a huge thing I do on my reset day is meal prep and grocery shop. And I feel like when I say the word meal prep, I always get like mixed reactions and people are like, wait, isn't that like a diet culture thing? And for me like no I would never consider it that because I meal prep so that I have like more time during the week. I feel like I've been so freaking busy lately and the last thing I will ever do is like not prioritize eating throughout the day. I don't care how busy I am. I don't care if I am out the door. I don't care if I'm out and about. Like I prioritize eating every single meal and I've found that meal prepping helps me do that because if I am in a rush and I start to stress out about, oh shoot, I need to eat right now. I'm hungry and I don't have time. Having meal prep in the fridge ready is just such a life-changing thing that I've added to my routine. And I always switch it up. Well, I try to switch it up. I don't always switch it up. If you've seen like my YouTube channel, you know like I'm obsessed with some certain meals. 
and I continue to eat them. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like if you find meals that you love or recipes that you find are super easy for you to create and you don't really have to think about it because you've made them so many times or they're that simple, like there's nothing wrong with continuing to eat that. And I feel like for me, yeah, maybe it, it gets a little bit more annoying just because I am filming my life and posting recipe TikToks. So I can see why like I get comments sometimes about like I need to switch it up. But I feel like if you're listening and you don't create like recipe TikToks and stuff, there's really no reason to change what's already working, you know? Obviously, you want to have fun with it and if you begin to get sick of that meal or you no longer are enjoying it, which of course happens, then try something new and you can always find easy, easy meal preps. Like meal prep is probably the easiest meals to make and they're some of my favorite meals like crock pot chicken or soups, stir fries, so many different things. My favorite one is sweet potato nachos. If you haven't tried sweet potato nachos, then you're truly, truly missing out. But I digress. I love having a reset day. That was the whole point of the conversation. Um, the seventh one kind of goes hand in hand, which is planning out my menu for the week before I grocery shop. Again, I feel like this is something where people are like, wait, that sounds very diet culture-y, like not wanting to buy extra things. And that's totally not what I mean. Like I'm the queen of overbuying at the grocery store. If you guys saw my grocery bill, you'd probably cry for me, which I already cry for myself. So don't worry. But yeah, no, I don't mean that at all. I always overbuy. I just want to buy enough. I don't want to be cooking and be like, oh, I actually don't have this. So I can't make it. Like there's just nothing more frustrating than that. So I just see it as a way of setting myself up for success and I romanticize making my menus for the week. I always do it when I'm like drinking my coffee or having my breakfast or I'll play like a YouTube video what I eat in a day in the back, try and get like some inspiration for recipes to make. I'll scroll on Pinterest, I'll go to like my favorite blogs and just like write out a menu and then after I write my menu I go and I look and see what ingredients I already have, like things I don't have to repurchase. Like if I already have beans and stuff like that, I'll cross that off the ingredient list and then take the ingredient list with me to the grocery store. It is the best process and it's really, really helped me. And yeah, honestly, it's so fun for me. It feels like journaling and you guys know I'm obsessed with journaling. So I really, really, really like doing it. Another thing that I've started doing that has made a huge difference is having social media breaks. And I can definitely say I'm not the best at this. I am on my phone way too much, like definitely more than the average person. Yes, I work in social media, but at the same time, I don't really want to give myself that excuse because a lot of the time I'm just scrolling out of boredom and trying to find like inspiration. So I don't really want to make that excuse for myself because I could definitely be achieving my job and scrolling less. So I haven't gotten to the point where I've ever really done like a social media, no social media day. I think I can remember once when I did that since starting my like social media career and it was really, really nice, but I like post on my story every single day. I create content, so I have yet to do that, but maybe I should. Maybe that should be my goal, but what I do do is having like specific periods of my day where like I don't touch social media. So for example, my morning routine, my night routine, usually in the middle of the day, like I have a second where I'll like put the TV on and just chill. And that's like another point of the day where I'm not scrolling. Also when I'm working out, I'm not scrolling. 
yes, I'll listen to like a podcast or YouTube video, but to me, that's a little bit different than like scrolling on my phone. So yeah, just having designated moments or like when I take a bath, I don't bring my phone with me and I just don't want to be scrolling every single second that I'm not doing something. And I think it really, really helps with one social media comparison Two, having that feeling like you can always be doing more because you could be fully enjoying like a relaxing day off and then go on social media. You see that somebody posted that they're doing this and that and they're hanging out with these friends and they also just finished this for work and they made this amount of money and this and that. And you instantly go and feel like guilty for now having a rest day. But we forget that those same people didn't post when they were having a rest day and they might have felt the same way when they went on social media on their rest day and saw someone else doing something and it's kind of like out of sight out of mind you kind of forget if someone didn't post that day you probably didn't notice because you keep up to date with so many other people too so it's easy to like forget in your head when you're scrolling that these people are also taking breaks and they also go through struggle so not going on your phone every single second of the day is going to help you not compare every single second of your life to someone else's. And again, there's nothing wrong with like showing the good parts of your life on social media. I feel like it's good to say that because even I like sometimes I will post like my outtakes, my pictures that to me are just hilarious and not cute or I'll post like the downside of my day sometimes like that but nobody owes us that and social media is meant to be the highlight reel of your life that's what social media is I think it's amazing if people show the downsides on social media 100% like bonus to you and it's so freaking hard because take it from someone who has showed those sides and it's so hard and it's like a constant question of oh my gosh what are people gonna think when I post this is this too embarrassing? Yeah, nobody owes us posting the bad parts of life, but that's why social media has this negative side because we just tend to forget that not everyone is posting every single second of their life, and I don't know why we forget it because it's so obvious, but for some reason, we need the constant reminder, so I'm giving you the constant reminder today, and just try and not go on your phone every single second of the day, and just find like alternative things like reading a book, listen to a podcast, put on a TV show that's funny, you know, do things that don't leave you feeling negative at all. Okay, I'm ending on a bang with this last one because it's just so huge and it's focusing on my gut health and I've mentioned this a few times and I've gotten like so much feedback from it because I think a lot of health and like wellness or like fitness accounts forget or don't also talk about gut health and again like no one owes us anything no one has to talk about gut health but yeah, I think gut health has just fully changed the game for me. Adding in fruits and vegetables, focusing on nutrients, learning about nutrients, learning about gut health, learning about how gut health actually relates to the way that we feel and our happiness, so many things. And obviously, I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling anyone how to cure their gut because that is above my knowledge. I just know like what I've done to help my gut. I can do a whole episode about gut health because it's one of my main things. It's one of the most important things to me and my health and I always forget to mention it because to me 
there's so many habits that I do that contribute to my gut health that I talk about, but I always like forget to say that that's why I do it, you know? Because to me, just like that's what wellness is. It's just a part of gut health. So I talk about wellness a lot, but I always forget to say gut health specifically. But yeah, that's my list of 10 things that have truly helped me glow up in the past two months. And I'm not saying I never focused on these things in the past two years where I was in that rut. But again, there's things that happen on the outside that I can't control. And also, I just wasn't consistent with all of these things. And I think that's the key word being consistent and staying the track, continue to show up for yourself. Obviously, there's going to be bad days. Obviously, there's going to be days where you don't do all of the things on your to-do list or all of the things that you were wanting to do. And that's okay. And that happens to me too. But just having the intention to stay on track and do little things that I've like mentioned in this episode. And you're going to have different habits that help you. And I'm always just here to inspire you guys and remind you too that it is going to be different than me. And you might not like writing a grocery list and you might find it impossible to leave your phone in a different room and just everybody is so different even if you can find like one thing out of my list of 10 things that help you then I've like met my goal even if you just don't find anything on my list that help you but you do leave feeling inspired then I'm happy so that's why I wanted to come out with this episode today I feel like it's a good way to also start February but the reason I feel like this episode is good for the time of the year is because people are super, super motivated in January and they usually try and switch so many things in their lifestyle rather than slowing down, focusing on the little things that can help change their lifestyle so they become maybe discouraged or unmotivated or they just full-on aren't enjoying it anymore so they'll stop by February but I really want to be the person to remind you that a New Year's goal is met throughout the entire year. You're not meant to reach your New Year's goal at the beginning of the year. And if you have, then set higher goals and strive higher because they're a year goal for a reason. And good things take time. That should be my slogan at this point. So I just wanted to give a little beginning of the month reminder to continue to focus on being the best version of yourself, to continue to do the habits that you know make you feel good, to continue to listen to your own body. Don't listen to everyone else's body. Don't compare yourself on social media. Don't fall into the trap of a rut. So be patient. I'm going to end it with my journal prompt of the week. I want to reflect on January. And I just want you guys to write about what you feel like you've done to take a step closer to reaching your New Year's goals and what you feel like you could do better in the following month. I love reflecting on my month and I just feel like it's such a good way to continue to stay motivated, continue to stay inspired. And yeah, I'm going to leave you guys with that. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to rate this podcast. You guys know I read literally every single one of them. They make my day. And I love honest feedback. If you can tell me something you want me to change, I promise I love reading stuff like that. And yeah, if you enjoyed it, give it a rate and I will see you guys in my next episode. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.